Hi, I want to welcome you to uh, my podcast. Uh, I will be doing a series of them, and this is my first one. Uh, just a little bit about me. I'm Edgar Elchar. I'm a periodontist. Uh, I got my uh, training finished in 1997 at NYU, and I did a master's in oral biology and relate, related to periodontics and uh, the collagen in periodontics based on the messenger RNA, something that is very popular nowadays due to the vaccines. So my journey has been over 25 years in uh, private practice as well as in academic. Uh, I did run the uh, form, I was, I am the former director of the advanced education program in periodontics and implant dentistry at New York University. Currently, I am a clinical professor at University, uh, University of Pennsylvania, where I hold also, other than clinical teaching, a, a series of uh, lectures. With that, I, I'd like to start my first podcast based on uh, oral health, the importance of oral health and the systemic health. Uh, one will say why the mouth is so important to... Uh, preserve the oral health, uh, the, the, the systemic uh, health. Well, it's very uh, based now on evidences. We know that if we have a mouth that has a periodontal disease, uh, we have higher potential, or it can be a comorbidity factor, contributing factor, in other words, to uh, of the systemic diseases. Mainly of them is cardiovascular diseases, uh, arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, diabetes. And uh, based on that, one will have to understand why do they correlate. Uh, periodontal disease is a, an infectious disease, is based on bacteria. And these bacteria, if they fester in the mouth and they become uh, more uh, uncontrolled and they turn more into an anaerobes, they increase in inflammation. So as you can tell, it's an infectious disease that leads to inflammation. Inflammation will spread throughout the systemic because the blood vessels are connected uh, everywhere. Uh, and the more the load of bacteria, the more the entrance of the bacteria go inside the body. And by going inside the body and spreading all over, it can either exacerbate a... Uh, a chronic inflammation as a rheumatoid arthritis and if you know the rheumatoid arthritis is the inflammation of the joint so it is a chronically inflamed you add to it the bacteria that is going into the systemic disease it increases the effect of inflammation in the rheumatoid arthritis going to diabetes diabetes is an inflammatory disease uh, by nature so uh, if you have an inflammatory disease that increases the amount of the enzymes that degrade the collagen which diabetes affects it then you will have also a more destruction coming from uh, the uh, periodontal disease that is on one side the other side that is very important is that when you have a, uh, a higher rate of inflammation the glucose levels will not be able to be controlled properly so these are the correlation based on the chronic disease the second important or the second important component, which is uh, in the systemic disease, the cardiovascular. And the cardiovascular is basically the, uh, the main arteries 
that becomes nicked. When you nick an artery, meaning you create a little bit of dents in the lining, inner lining, the lumen, then you will have the plaque that builds on it. The plaque is basically the cholesterol that circulates into the blood flow. So creating those dents, they have found the presence of a bacteria called Porphyromonas gingivalis. Porphyromonas gingivalis, which is a PG called, it's part of the red complex that we have in the oral bacteria. So the oral bacteria, if we look at them and we go back to the way they have been defined, we have uh, three groups. One group is a, uh, the high risk or the, or the red uh, group. And they have four uh, of them that are very important. One of them is the PG, the AA, uh, the Treponama, uh, TF, and the TD. So uh, these are very important to know them. And then you'll have the moderate, which is the orange, and then you have the low risk. But unfortunately, not everybody has been uh, tested for the bacteria. But the most important is that you have the PG, and the PG has been correlated to create dents inside the lumen or the lining, <coughs> inner lining of the uh, arteries. And that led to the adaptation of the plaque circulating in the uh, in the, the, the stream of uh, the bloodstream and this attaches to the lumen and by attaching it brings up the others the other circulating plaque and then it becomes bigger and bigger in size and then it starts clotting or closing the blood flow causing to the cardiovascular disease so a, uh, recently, I had a, uh, two patients that presented to me different ages. Uh, one of them uh, is in the age of uh, 34 and the second one on the age of 54. Both of them, they haven't received periodontal disease that is uh, correct or at least a good diagnosis. So I did what I do, the oral DNA. Oral DNA is the presence of bacteria in the saliva. And now we know how uh, predictable uh, the detection of uh, pathogens in the mouth. We had, you know, it became very familiar with the uh, population. The regular population is by based on the test of COVID. But we've been doing it for a long time in the uh, in the periodontics, not all of the periodontists, but uh, the well qualified ones that they do a uh, oral DNA testing. So those two patients, one is 54. Now, when you look at a male in the age of 50s, and he has a very advanced periodontitis or uh, periodontal disease, one has to test the bacteria because at this age, you don't know where it's coming, how far is it been in their body, or especially being at the age of 50, it's a critical age for a male that have a higher risk of uh, uh, heart diseases. And when you have something like that, then you have to start thinking, all right, so if I test him, if I find PG in his blood uh, stream, then automatically this patient goes up into the scale of uh, risk of cardio cardiovascular disease. And sure enough, I did an uh, oral DNA on him and he scored extremely high in everything except the PG.
So automatically this patient, I know that he is, has a periodontal disease, but he doesn't have that one that is very critical to his age. So I know that if I do the treatment on him, I control the gum disease, I will reduce the inflammatory disease that can be contributing to other things like the chronic ones, but at least uh, there is no risk for him, imminent risk of having a higher risk of cardiovascular. So that is one. The second one, the younger one, the 34, he did not have one of the bacteria that we call them AA that has been suspected to be with the early onset of gum disease, but he has extremely high, the rest, especially the PG. And when we look at the PG high at an age 34, and this patient has not been treated properly, this is a, if we let it go, this PG will increase in size and then will flow into his systemic uh, bloodstream and create a dent in his uh, vascular or the inner layer of his uh, uh, arteries and that will lead definitely to plaque buildup down the line with age. So a patient like that has to be treated extremely aggressively periodontally to reduce this amount of bacteria and be placed on a regular maintenance. Which brings me to the second part. So part of what is the treatment of periodontal disease and how we can maintain it. Since one big statement that I have to share with you, it's been uh, already uh, found in the uh, work, World Workshop uh, 2017 that was a co uh, collaboration, collaboration between the American Academy of Periodontology and the European Federation of Periodontics. And it's the first time they do a collaborati uh, collaborating uh, on a, such a high scale. And they made a few interesting statements. One of them is, Periodontal disease is a non-curable disease, but a containable disease. So that brings them into category like rheumatoid uh, arthritis and or diabetes, especially type 2, where you are going to maintain them. And exactly the same thing. So you have an active inflammatory phase, and then you have a chronic phase that takes place. So the first active uh, uh, phase needs to be treated. We always start with what we call a non-surgical periodontal therapy, uh, meaning it is a uh, deep scanning and root planning, sometimes assisted with laser, depending on the periodontist. And the fact of the uh, laser is not going to solve the problem. It's going to be a tool that we can use to uh, disinfect the inside and help in opening the pockets that the instruments can go deeper. The second phase is the re-evaluation. The evaluation is done four to six weeks after the uh, non-surgical therapy. And based on the numbers of the charting that the periodontist should be doing, and even the dentist. So for you, the listeners, if you go to a periodontist or you go to a regular dentist, a prosthodontist, um, they, you need to see them making a full periodontal charting. That is your minimum service that can be given to you. So you have to do that, and once you have that done, then you have a roadmap, and this is how you reevaluate your treatment. And then if the numbers, based also on the radiographs, that's why a full set of x-rays is extremely important, when you have the full set of x-rays and you have the charting, 
then we can correlate and say, okay, this is you have defect inside the bone. These defects will never be solved just by non-surgical uh, uh, therapy, which is the uh, scanning and root planning. Important uh, phase in any treatment because it reduces the inflammation. Secondly, it helps us monitor your home care before we get into the surgical therapy. And the surgical therapy includes opening the gums, reaching to the defect itself, and attempt to do regenerative therapy to recreate the lost bone or uh, rebuild the lost uh, function around the tooth uh, based mainly on the bone uh, and the periodontal ligament. And then uh, after that, we go into the maintenance, which is uh, mandatory to be every three months. You can alternate with your dentist, but it's very important that you be seen by a periodontist at least twice a year on top of the other two with your dentist, or you can stay with your periodontist. So you need to have four times a year in order for you to contain that periodontal disease because periodontal disease is non-curable, but containable. And by doing so, you will reduce the flow of bacteria or the overload or the load of bacteria that takes place around the teeth which will contribute in reducing any uh, effect on your systemic health. And that is the importance of a, a periodontal disease therapy. Periodontal disease therapy, it is part of two other diseases in the mouth, which is the one very common is the cavities uh, or caries, uh, dental caries, and also treated by uh, good oral hygiene to prevent them or by restorative means to eliminate them. And the third one is doing a complete oral examination on top of the periodontal charting. It is looking at your soft tissue inside the mouth, which includes the tongue, the tonsils, uh, the throat, uh, the cheeks, the inner part of the cheeks and the lips and the folds on the back, back to the uh, molars on the top. So all of this exam is important because now we look for any soft tissue lesions that can be up to cancer, but it can be also from HPV in the mouth uh, and so many other diseases that we're surprised to find in the oral cavities. So with that, I hope that this introduction to my podcast will give you a good hint how important it is to uh, seek a periodontal uh, examination or go to a dentist or a prosthodontist like uh, the people that I work with, uh, that I'm a consultant for them at New York City Dental Smile Team, to be uh, seen by a very qualified, very well-trained dentist as well as periodontist to determine if you have periodontal disease. Because every adult from age of 30 and above they need to be seen and followed at least once in their lifetime early on by a periodontist to see if they have a periodontal disease. Once that is excluded, then we, they can rely on their dentist and prosthodont, especially if they are very well uh, tuned in, in the therapy of periodontal disease because you need to have charting. The charting has to be done on a regular basis. And I cannot emphasize how important the charting it is because when putting a probe, that measurement tool that we put inside the pocket and you can take it out, you can see bleeding and the bleeding is the beginning of the inflammation. Also, the numbers are very indicative and on top of it, the x-rays and the radiographs, this is very important. Don't be 
taken by what you see in the media about radiations, but rather by uh, having a, uh, a good assessment of your bone around your teeth. Because we cannot see the bone. We need radiographs to see the bone. And if we cannot see the bone, we cannot tell you if you have periodontal disease. Because part of the periodontal disease is not only the numbers that we collect, but also the radiographs. And this is, uh, my dear followers, that you are uh, listening to me, or listeners, if I may say, and hope you can follow me on this podcast. Uh, the importance that what I wanted to share with you as an introduction to my podcast and I hope that you have found it uh, fruitful for you and you can uh, learn more if you want to reach me I'm always reachable at Edgar E-D-G-A-R-D at Edgar L-C-H-A-A-R.com and uh, thank you so much for listening and I hope that you will continue listening to this podcast uh, here from New York City I want to say Uh, Have a wonderful time, and if it's an evening, have a nice evening. If it's a morning, have a great day, and I will see you again.